1: This is Baldy's Breakdowns, the podcast with NFL insiders Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockenfora and Odyssey Sports Original. Welcome to the latest and
0: very busy edition of Baldy's Breakdowns. As always, we come to you courtesy of our friends at Odyssey. I am Jason Lockenfora at Jason Lockenfora on. Twitter. I have the distinguished pleasure and honor as always to be joined by my buddy Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. Talking ball and boy oh boy is there a lot of ball to talk about here. Since Baldy and I last uh, convened we have seen Russell Wilson traded, Carson Wentz traded, Aaron Rodgers re-hitch his wagon to the Packers but at what cost. We've seen the franchise tag window expire with some surprises. We've seen some athletes Shine and some others maybe uh, create some 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 skepticism around themselves from their combine performances, uh, and we have unrestricted free agency right around the corner with the league year starting uh, officially next Wednesday. Although Baldy and I both know by then most of the big deals, yeah. uh, trades, and free agent signings will be complete. Baldy, is is that enough for us to talk about? Is yeah. that enough on your plate for this? Well, uh, Baldy's it- breakdown.
1: I mean, you know, the quarterbacks always drive the the conversation year-round in this business, whether it's the upcoming crop, which doesn't look all that Mm -hmm. exciting at this moment. Uh, Of course, we've got to let these guys play. Or the carousel that constantly moves. It just always reminds me, Jason, that even when this was just a 12-team league, there was never enough good quarterbacks. Sonny Jorgensen got traded. You know, from Philadelphia to Washington, Philadelphia still feels the burn from that today. I mean, and and that's where we're at. And and that's why these teams are scrambling. And if you don't feel like you have a guy like Denver, didn't feel like Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, or any of the other eight other quarterbacks that have started in Denver since Peyton Manning retired, uh, you better go find yourself a quarterback. And they did. And, you know, Denver now is on the map. I don't know if we've talked about Denver at all since uh, Peyton Manning retired, I mean, there was really no point to talking about him. We kind of knew what they were. They were a 13 point offense that could very well change, but that, you know, and that's what green Bay's looking at. You know, Uh, is it better to pay a four time MVP that will be 39 years old, $200 million and and 150 guaranteed or whatever the numbers are, Jason. Yeah. Uh, Is it better or to risk, the future with Jordan Love. And they see Jordan Love in practice every day. And they made that decision. Uh, and the Colts, uh boy, do they move on <laughs> fast. Wow. I mean, they recognize, you know, the collapse that they had, but, you know, it's more than just a collapse. I mean, you need a bona fide leader at that position. And Carson Wentz, uh obviously in two places now in a year, fails in that department of being able to to lead. And yeah. they're Completely uninspiring performance in Week 18 in Jacksonville where they couldn't move the ball at all, Jason, Ugly. against a team that was going to you know, end up having the first pick in the draft and was a complete uh, mess complete from a show. year ago. Yeah. Uh, they didn't look like they had any reason to believe they belonged in the playoffs. And Jimmy Ursay just from that moment on, you could feel like it was the end of the line for Carson.
0: Well, and, and I, I have some hunches as to what's next for them. And, and I think um, Kirk Cousins could be a part of that equation. But let's let's peel back some of the layers of yeah. these onions here, because there's there's a lot of meat on this bone as I continue to throw lame uh, food related cliches out there. <laughs> okay. Russell Wilson, I, mm-hmm. I I've talked to several general managers about this, and I, including two executives who at least were in on this trade at the periphery, guys who are pretty desperate to land quarterbacks. Um, none of them felt like Denver gave up too much. None of them felt nope. like Denver really mortgaged its future. In fact, they felt like for the first time in a half dozen years or so, Denver has ap- actually realistically opened up a portal for them to be um, a meaningful competitive football team again. Uh, where are you on this package of of three players and four picks basically for Russell Wilson.
1: I thought it was an awesome deal for Denver. Me too. I mean, I really do. I mean, I'm a big Nathaniel Hackett fan. Uh he needs a quarterback to work with. You know, he worked heavily hand in hand with Aaron Rodgers the last three years. Um, you know, he made he helped make Blake Bortles um palatable. Quasi functional. Yeah. 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 Uh but I mean this is, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, these guys, um they, they do their homework as much as the teams do their homework there was a reason why a lot of these quarterbacks, including Aaron Rodgers, kind of pinpointed Denver. First of all, they finished the season with the third-ranked defense yep. in the NFL. Um, the secondary is about as airtight as you get. And the fact that they gave up Shelby Harris, um, who's a rotational defensive lineman from that defense, they didn't have to give up Patrick Sertan. Nope. They didn't have to give up you know, their job. safeties. You know, they, they kept the defense intact. And they were able to land Russell Wilson. Now you can say, okay, Noah fan, All right. I mean, you know, he's, 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 he's a good player yeah. and with a with promising future, but that's it. Yeah. I mean, their issues, I mean, if you look at their receiving core of Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick, um, you know, you look at the two running backs and you, you know, especially Javante, who will be their guy. Um, you look at the tight ends that they have. I mean, and the offensive line that they have been rebuilding, they're ready to go. They're, they're ready to go. Now, does Russell Wilson, um, does he make them a 10-win team, a 12-win team? It's going to be double digits. Yep. They're going to be double digits. And you can say, well, look at the division he's going to. Okay. I mean, Kansas City has dominated that division. Denver has not beaten Patrick Mahomes yet. Not once. Yeah. But they'll be competitive now. Oh, yeah. They'll be highly competitive with them. I mean, this, this is – we're going to talk about Denver a lot from here on out. And they're in the equation now – are they a Super Bowl contending? I don't know, but they're a playoff contending team, and anything short of that would be a major colossal disappointment. I, I hear these narratives now about
0: Russell Wilson being a declining player. No. He, he's okay. as dedicated to his body as Tom Brady is. It's the same thing. Like, there's no reason why Russell Wilson, who came into the league, I don't know, a thousand times more athletic than Tom Brady, can't play till he's forty, baldy. And 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 for everybody out there slandering this guy. The last five seasons, he's top five in wins. He's top five in passer rating. He's top five in TD to interception ratio. He's top five in air yards per attempt. Um, he's number one in percentage of passes 20 yards Jason, or more down.
1: Two, he's unlocked this offense. Aldi. he threw 40 touchdowns in 2020. You know how many players do? You know, that's like hitting 50 home runs. Um, you know, he came back from an injury way faster than anybody thought he could. Yep with a dislocated finger on his throwing hand. And you and I went back and watched his final game week 18 in Arizona. He threw three touchdown passes. He ran for one. He was awesome. Um, the throws to Tyler Lockett for touchdowns were spot on to Jeffrey Swain. Um, you make a mistake defensively, like he will pinpoint yep. it and make you pay instantly. Uh, Cortland Sutton is a terrific player. He's a great kid. Like, I can see him and Russell becoming long-term friends. Um, This is a great – I mean, I had friends that, you know, were the equipment manager at SMU when he was there. They're like, Baldy, this is, like, as good a person as you can get. I mean, just quality, quality kid, Um, great future, deep ball threat. And I went back and just watched the 40 misses that Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater had to him last year. I mean, they missed him 40% of the time. And you watch him win these routes and the ball is overthrown, underthrown wrong throw. Like this guy has a chance, a hundred catches, 1500 yards. I mean, and Jerry Judy, whether do you want to put him in the slot? He's a great right. route runner. Um, Tim Patrick is a big body. Yes. Good possession. Receiver. Yes. Russell Wilson. Like I, I just remember, uh, talking to Russell one time when DK Metcalf was a rookie and everybody said coming out of Mississippi, Oh, you know, he's a one trick pony. He's, He's a go route runner. That's all he can do. And I threw that at Russell like week two of 2019, whatever his rookie year was. And Russell's like, Baldi, I worked with him all offseason. There's nothing this guy can't do. And that's what he became. I mean, he he looked like the next coming of Julio Jones at times. Russell Wilson, these elite quarterbacks make their wide receivers, they make them. And this is a good core to begin with. They have a chance of being really special. I am completely with you. You mentioned touchdowns. The only person with more touchdown
0: passes than Russell Wilson in the last five years is Tom Brady, and we know Brady basically played every game, and Russell missed a half a season and still only Russell, I think five Jay, behind this, Brady. Forget
1: about this. It. This, this is game changer. Right on par. This is. I'm not predicting. I'm not saying they're going to win a Super Bowl. This is right on par with what the Rams did to get Stafford. Yep, it's right on par. They got themselves. They're basically the same age uh, for the most part. I mean, Russell Wilson, up until that dislocated finger, had never missed missed a start. Never. Never missed, yeah. I mean, we're talking about an elite player, an elite person. Like, he knows what he's doing. I think it's a really good relationship. I'm glad that Nathaniel Hackett is there. I think they'll get along good. And let's face it, Nathaniel Hackett wants to throw the football. Russell Wilson had a complete... You he know, under he still thumb. topically at odds yes. with how Pete Carroll wants to win games and win He wants to run the ball. He wants to run the ball and win with his defense. That's the reality. I mean, you know, they go, you know, he wants to find Marshawn Lynch and have a power running game like he did at USC, like he did his beginning years in Seattle. And that's not how Russell Wilson or really how the NFL is really being played these days. I mean, maybe in Tennessee if you have – Derrick Henry, you you can do that. Maybe if you're in Indianapolis, you have – if you have an elite back, you'd be silly not to play to your strengths. But ultimately, you better be throwing the ball probably 65% of the time in this business.
0: Something else to note, Baldy, before we dive into Aaron Rodgers. Um, the Denver Broncos, don't get it twisted. this This trade doesn't put them in a situation where they would be less active in free agency. It's actually the opposite. Yeah. and they do have money to spend, mm-hmm. and their cap situation is fine, and Russell's contract is very team-friendly right now, although he's going to be getting a mega deal at some point between now and the start of the season. But they are very active, Baldy, in the past. Well, I, Whether you know, that's Von Miller, Randy Gregory, yeah. um, Hassan Redick, yeah. uh, uh Chandler Jones, they're, th- I'm convinced they're coming away with one of those guys to bookend Bradley Chubb.
1: Well, it, it wouldn't sup- – I mean – As much as these guys understand Russell Wilson, Von Miller, as much as these guys are great players, they really understand not just their own situation in their own team. They really know the league and the structure of the league. And so for Von Miller to kind of almost be prescient, you know, with a couple Uh of things that he released before the Russell Wilson deal, it wouldn't have surprised me if Von Miller and Russell Wilson are in cahoots. I mean, this is the NBA. It's about putting your super team together and these players that know that they have, they know that they command the money. They, they have control. They have power. They now are exercising it. Um, and that's what, that's what this is. Is this, this is where it's all going. It's, it's no different than LeBron putting his team together with the Lakers. It's no different than, you know, putting that team together in Miami, like they're building these super teams and, these players are actively recruiting each other. And that's just the way the business is working right now.
0: Let's, let's discuss the Green Bay Packers. They tag Devontae Adams. They keep Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure that they are a super team, though, Baldy, uh, because they, they seem even more top-heavy to me right now than even what you could say about the Rams last year because I think the Rams had, had had more impact players than the Packers. They're going to lose a bunch of guys to free agency. Yeah. By the time people hear this podcast, um, they will have cut probably three or four key guys from their defense because they yeah. are in salary cap hell. Um, I don't know why the hell they, dra- they drafted Jordan Love. I mean, imagine if they actually used those picks on actual football players who might actually play football snaps for them. Maybe they would have won already. I, I think this is even more dangerous than the Rams bargain because you're going to get multiple bites of the apple with Stafford. This cat, six months from now, might be done playing football. He's already signaling, I could go at any moment. I, I don't think they're going to be a better roster in 2020 than they were in 21, than they were in 20. And they didn't win then. And yeah, the NFC's watered down now. In fact, with Russell Wilson gone, it's, it looks like a joke. But they don't hand out. Um, nobody remembers, you know, the runner-up in the Super Bowl. It's, it's winning it. I have real reservations about them. You can't make three about faces philosophically in the span of three years in this league, going back to the first Aaron Rodgers extension, and get away with it. I don't think they're going to get away with it.
1: Well, they're still the best team in the division, Jason. I mean, they've won forty games. Well, they'll win
0: fourteen life. games in a regular season, Baldy. I'd give you okay.
1: that. Okay, all right, but but let's just hear me out though. I mean, they locked up Aaron Jones last year. They got Devontae for a year. I mean, they've got got their two best weapons. They're going to get Robert Tanyan back, all right? I mean, the guy had 11 touchdown catches a year before, before he got hurt this Mm -hmm. year. And they were going to him pretty regularly, um, you know, before the injury this season. So you're going to have Tanyan, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers. They played with nothing but rookies, basically, in the offensive line last year. Um, So, you know, they're going to get Bakhtiari back. But, you know, the offensive line is intact. The running back is intact, along with A.J. Dillon. Like, they've got a lot of pieces. Now, they're going to lose, you know, Zedarius. You know, they drafted Rashawn, you know, so he's there. He's coming on. They, Kenny Clark will be there. They've got pieces. They've got pieces, Jason. And so they're going to win the division. And, look, they've got to play better in the postseason. Now, they fired their special teams coach, which basically lost the game against San yeah. Francisco. Yeah. Um, they've got to play better in the postseason. There's no doubt. But they're going to get there. And they're going to have another crack at it. So, you know, I don't know. You can't say that anybody in the NFC East or the NFC Mm -hmm. South is better than them. Maybe the Rams come back strong. But, you know, they're going to be a top three team in the NFC. And if it goes through Lambeau, maybe this is the year that, you know, that they can do it. But I I think they still have a chance to load up. Yes, they're going to lose Devondre and Zadaris. They're going to lose, guys. You know, no doubt. They're trying to lock up Jair. They played yeah. without Jair last year for the most part, so I I I don't think I, I'm not one that thinks this this thing is is crumbling just because of how much money they have to pay Aaron. Um, who knows if they trade Jordan Love if they get something for him yeah. this year? Yeah. I mean he he's he he could be this could be the year that you can get a premium for Jordan because of the dearth of what's out there. That's a possibility. So I. I I, I don't think they're in terrible shape right now, Jason.
0: They better win a Super Bowl with this guy. And I, all I'm saying is, when when they if they don't, and when tomorrow hits and he retires and and Devante leaves for a comp pick, um, this will be the most unpacker like situation ever because I I think that's a team that you will be talking about. Um, from an asset standpoint, the the way you we've talked about the Houston Texans the last few years, well, it, that, it, that it, thing it will be a complete and utter restart, the likes of which, and even if they draft well, Baldy, I think you're looking at three years in the abyss.
1: Okay. Well, I mean that, that's a possibility, but you know this is a year to year league, Jason.
0: Yeah. No, and if they so, win the Super Bowl, nobody cares. I get it. Nobody
1: cares. Nobody cares. I, I get mean, it. Yep. Yeah. So that you know, look, if the, if the Rams lost to Seattle. We could be saying the same thing about that team right now.
0: Yeah, except Stafford's not threatening to retire every five seconds.
1: But yeah, I, well, I, I, I mean, you. look what what Charles Barkley said about Aaron Rodgers last week wasn't like lost on deaf ears. I mean, he's the pretty girl that you got to say is pretty yeah. every day. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, there's there's some there's a great deal of truth to what Charles
0: high says. maintenance. Yeah. Um, Carson Wentz. Uh, mm. I don't think any of us are surprised the Colts moved on from him, as you noted earlier in the show. It was pretty obvious uh, that that owner uh, had told everybody in the building he's gone and you figure out how to make it better. He is gone. A real air desperation for me, Baldy, with the Washington commanders who couldn't get anybody else to go there. Wentz isn't in a position to veto any trades. Um, and they're paying him $28 million and parting with some significant draft capital after Frank Reich, of all people, when Frank Reich after one year is like, yeah, I think we got to move on from this guy. That that would scare the hell out of me if I'm in Washington.
1: Well, I remember just, you know, you know, at the combine this past weekend, Frank Reich sitting between Rich Eisen and Daniel Jeremiah. And Frank said, quote, I stuck my neck out for this guy. Like. You know, there was one guy, like, I'm sure that Chris Ballard and Jimmy Ursay. I'm sure they all had, they were all kind of reluctant to saying, is this really the guy Are we really doing yeah, this? Yeah. We're giving and a Frank, one in the
0: three for this guy. Yeah.
1: You know, Frank, you know, he had to go, he went and apologized to Jimmy Ursa, Ursay, say he got it so wrong. And so for Washington, I mean, is this an upgrade over Taylor Heineke? Is not it?
0: when you factor in the money. No way. I'm not even sure he's that much of a better player. But when you no, gotta pay this know. guy twenty eight million dollars and give up mid round picks.
1: I know this. I know the players love Taylor Heineke. Yes. Like they go to they go to war for that guy. Now you could say, okay, um, he has you know, a limited skill set sure. compared you, you could say all those things. But, you know, look, I Carson physically is a cyborg. I get that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean anything. Like it's about production, and it's about when you step in a huddle. The guys believe that you're going to do it. Now, people will say, "Well, you know, he's got a disconnect with his team." Well, if you're not performing, and if you're not carrying your load, then there's always a disconnect at that position. I mean, you can only, you know, the, the guys are looking to you to make plays at the end, you know, against the Raiders, uh, against uh, Jacksonville to get you to the postseason, and you're not performing. I mean, there's gonna they're gonna be looking. That you sideways. And so Darius Leonard is out there saying, Well, yeah. I'm gonna be on my fifth quarterback in five years. Uh, for Washington to say, We're desperate, we'll take whatever you got. I don't know. Like
0: not a good to look. me,
1: Kirk Cousins go back to Washington look looks a whole lot better to me if oh, that yeah. was possible than what they're doing right now.
0: Yeah, well, I think that those bridges were burned, but I do believe Kirk Cousins will be the next domino to fall. He is still property of the Minnesota Vikings as we chat right now. He has one year left on his deal. Um, no one has done better, better at the business of football than Kirk Cousins no. and his agent, no. Mike McCartney. They, they should they should write a, a, a textbook for others to read on how to handle a quarterback situation. They now have Minnesota uh, uh, by the short ones, let's say, again – Minnesota's under new management, Baldy. I hear those guys don't want to move forward with a lot of these bloated contracts. They're they're kind of willing to take their medicine now. Let's let's see what we could get for Cousins. Let's see what we could get for Michael Pierce. You know, let's see what we could get for Adam Thielen. Let's get our let's get our cap in order and let's build for the future. I do believe Cousins will be traded, but he's gonna get a massive extension as part of the trade because he's got, again, one year left and a forty six million dollar cap hit. What do you think of the prospects of Kirk Cousins in Indianapolis? Is that an upgrade over Philip Rivers, over Jacoby Brissett, over Carson Wentz?
1: Well, I mean, you know, whenever you, these trades get mentioned, like like Indianapolis, well, what is your what's your answer? If you move on from Kirk Cousins, is Kellen Mond? Is that your answer? Last year's third round pick out of Texas A and M is that. Or do you have somebody in the draft that you're in love with that you feel like you can go get? Or is there another free agent out there um, that kind of eludes me right now, uh, who that might be? I mean, what's your, what's your, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to say to Justin Jefferson if you get rid of Kirk Cousins? Um, And what's your answer at that position? So that's, that's the question I have. Okay. Like I understand it might be a bloated contract for a guy that's basically a 500 quarterback um, that, you know, can't get you to the postseason with any sort of regularity. Uh, You know, if that's the case, what's your answer there, Jason? That, that's, that's the question I have with the new regime. Um, If you have an answer to that, uh, then, okay, then let me know what that is. And then let's, let's have the conversation, but just to, to trade Kirk Cousins because it's a new regime, new coach, new general manager, and they haven't been successful, um, ultimately successful. Then okay, but like what what's what what's the what's well, the plan? If
0: you're not extending him, I guess the thing would be okay, if he's not our guy moving forward and he's in the final year and we inherited him and we've got long term deals. It, to me it's like the Jared Goff situation in Detroit. And we just got six year deals, right? And we know that we it's gonna take some time because they kept keeping it together with band aids every year and pushing cat money into the future for players who frankly in many cases weren't worth it anymore. You know what I mean? And we like a Malik Willis or we you know what I mean, whatever. Then let's get something for him now, rather than let him play out his contract. Um, you know, we 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 do whatever yeah. we do this year. We win our nine games. Maybe we're the seven seed because the NFC sucks. Um, but then he's leaving, and we get a, a third round comp pick for him in twenty twenty four. You know, like yeah. eh. so. I, I you know, I I get it. Um, and I I would no, no, be really no, no surprised if no, 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 he's I not now. You
1: you, you 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 pitch a good argument, and I I'm, I'm listening loud and clear. Uh, it's tough to tell your fan base that it's tough to tell, you know, players that are elite players like Justin Jefferson or Dalvin cook. Like that's what we're going to do when you're sitting there going, man, this is, this is a, it's a hard way to make a living doing this. I mean, it's so if you're saying, all right, we're going to, we're going to eat it right now, but the future is going to be much better. All right. You still got to go get that position, right. You know? and so. Um, that, that's that's my only feeling about it. Yes, you could you can acquire some capital right now um, without spending a whole bunch of money and and being able to add to other pieces and build the team up for when you're ready to go get your quarterback. It's still a, a tough sell to players and fans.
0: Oh, I think they'd trade Dalvin Cook, too, Baldy. I don't know that anybody's going to... I don't know. You know what I mean? With his injury history, I, I don't you know, know that it would happen. Know. He's making yeah. 10 this year, but that's another guy I, I think they would they would move on to. I think you can look to Cleveland and some of these teams for the blueprint of what the next iteration of the Vikings is going to be. And that's also partly why Jim Harbaugh's not there. Because that's not what Jim Harbaugh has in mind at this stage of his career. But I think that's who they're going to be. And let's just just let's say that Kirk Cousins ends up in Indianapolis, though. From their side of it, how much better does that look? For Minnesota? Yeah, no, no, no. If Cousins lands in Indianapolis, how much better are the Colts? Is that an upgrade?
1: I think it's an upgrade. I think, yeah, I, I think you know, they, they won 11 games with Phillip Rivers in a 16-game schedule. They won nine last year, collapsed in the last two weeks. Um, this is a good football team. I mean, they were second in the league in takeaways uh, with 33. They've got the league's, you know, leading rusher uh, by a country mile. Their offensive line is, you know, about as strong as you can get in this business. I mean, they got to, I mean, you can argue that, okay, T.Y. Hilton is on the downside and Michael Pittman has to step up and, um, you know, they lose a tight end and Jack Doyle, whatever. It's a good football team. I mean, it's a playoff football team. And Kirk Cousins, you know, is going to get a good offensive line. He's going to, you know, he's going to have, he's going to hand off, you know, 20 times a game to Jonathan Taylor. Um, I, I, You know, they're a playoff team with Kirk Cousins.
0: I agree. I think Kirk Cousins, in terms of just being a pocket passer, um, is going to be an upgrade over anything they've had in a while.
1: I think Frank Reich Uh, is a very good play caller, Jason. Yeah. I think Kirk Cousins would recognize that. I think they'd work well together. I mean, I... I would think that that would be a good tandem right there. They've got the Franks power and-
0: run game, right? I think we yeah. both like Pittman a lot. You know, yeah. I, I think if they could ever, I mean, big if, if they could ever keep Paris Campbell on the field, there's your yeah. flyer. There's your downfield guy. Um, Yeah, I think it's an interesting fit, and I would not be surprised at all if that happens. Um, Baldy, outside of the quarterbacks, we, we saw uh, more players, frankly, than I thought, get the franchise tag. Uh, any reflections out of that for you? Anything that sort of caught you off guard, made you scratch your head? Um, I thought, well, look, more tight ends got tagged than, than I would have thought um, yeah, you know, I mean, a few, is, few is, weeks is, ago.
1: Is Dalton Schultz, like, is that a guy that you have to That would have the to desperation have. too, Baldy. It, it looks like it. Um, look, I, I, I don't dispute the talent that David Njoku has. I just, you know, either by injury or attitude or, you know, Kevin Stefanski's use of him, you can't say that this is an elite player. Now, maybe maybe Andrew Barry believes he is, and you better find a way to use him more than what they do with him. Um, so well, that's I think that. they'll
0: move off of Austin Hooper maybe after June 1st, you know what I mean? And they'd rather okay. pay the more athletic guy 11 a year than keep kicking the can with Austin Hooper for 10, right?
1: I can see I think, that. Uh, the, the one – Signing that I, I agree with, and it really changes almost every mock draft that you see. Cam Robinson. It, it's Cam Robinson. Yeah. And I happen to like Cam Robinson. I happen to think that, okay, if you said, well, we're going to draft Evan Neal, I go, okay, maybe he's going to be an upgrade. Maybe. Maybe not right away. Um, You know, maybe he has a bigger upside than Cam Robinson. But to me, when you franchise your left tackle in Jacksonville, and you're basically saying – it opens the door to go get Aiden Hutchinson, mm-hmm. you know, and put him opposite Josh Allen and start building the defense. To me, like that, that's what that said to me, is that Evan Neal or Icky or, you know, pick a tackle, like they're out of the tackle business with the first pick. Yeah. I and mean, that's what it looks like to me when you franchise Cam Robinson.
0: No, I'm with you completely there. And that's the second year in a row, although now it's Doug Peterson last year was Urban Meyer. Boy, you—they better get a deal done with him by July fifteenth, or you've just given that guy a ridiculous sum of money for for just two years of of his services. Um, and I don't—I don't know about you, but I, I was um, as someone who just likes Justin Herbert, and and you know, it's sort of for the good of the league. Dean Spanos has not been the biggest spending owner by any stretch of the imagination, right? I mean, I'm, I am I think You're I'm being kind way. here. I'm being
1: kind. You're being, kind. You're being uh, kind.
0: There's no way they could let, with 70-odd million in cap space and being the red-headed stepchild in their own massive market of L.A. to the Super Bowl-winning Rams, and with Herbert in his final year before he's eligible for an extension. Like, if Mike Williams got out of that building, like, whatever Chargers fans are left should have just given up. So I was enthused to see them do that. And that's a team that I think better be active in free agency, Baldy. They need to add, I think, an offensive lineman with some bite. And I think they need to add somebody to offset Bosa, right? Some bookend for him, what Melvin Ingram was two or three years ago. Um, That's a team I'm going to be fascinated to see what they do. Because usually they do nothing, but man, they better not stand pat with all all that's going on there.
1: Well, I, I talked to somebody this weekend, pretty prominent in the Chargers organization. And he said exactly what you said. He said, uh, you know, we're we're thrifty. We don't spend money. But when you have what everybody recognizes as an elite player in Justin Herbert, you better do everything you can to upgrade that team around him. Otherwise, you're just wasting tremendous talent and ability. So you have to sign Mike Williams. You keep him and Keenan Allen together. You got yourself a franchise left tackle in the draft. They have drafted well. They have got to upgrade this defense. And, you know, you they they, they missed on Kenneth Murray uh, badly. And so I think he was, you know, a top 10 pick. They missed on him yeah. badly. They've got to fix that. They need a guy opposite Bozit, there's no doubt. They need probably Jordan Davis in the middle of that defensive line um, or somebody like that that just uh-huh. can eat space and stop teams from just running the ball down their throats the way they did a year ago. Uh, they, they, they've got to be active and I, you know, Chandler Jones makes a lot of sense. If you like Chandler Jones, um, Von Miller, like they need somebody that really has, you know, what it takes. Hassan Reddick, they need somebody. Hassan Reddick
0: is it what interests me because he's, you know, he's Hassan a little younger Redick, than those you know, guys. he's got a,
1: still youth on his side. Yeah. He's put up serious numbers the last two years. He's somebody that really have to deal with. Like they've got to be players. They got to be players. And they've got to write checks and um they're gonna and if you know, they'll continue to build their fan base in Los Angeles and and uh help to fill that stadium. I mean they'll they'll it's gonna be, it's tough. It's tough. It's you know, they, they had a hard time, you know Putting the fans in the stands in San Diego or Carson or any place else. The
0: hardest thing, the hardest thing is finding a quarterback who can compete with yes. Russell Wilson and now Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow yeah. and Josh Allen in the AFC. They've got that. Figure the rest
1: yeah. out. Oh yeah. No doubt. I mean, any
0: any other teams or 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 individuals in free agency that you're intrigued by under the radar, um, unrestricted free agents, uh, guys you think no, have some fire beware attached to them?
1: You know, like I look if I'm Mike McDaniel, who had as much say in personnel in San Francisco as anybody in that building. You know, whether it's finding Raheem Mostert or you know, I mean, like to me, this. Whether Tua is the answer or not the answer, they're going to be a running football team. And so Lakin Tomlinson makes a lot of sense. He understands the system. He knows the way Mike is going to coach this system in Miami. But if you could go get uh, Lakin and Tomlinson and you could get either Ryan Jensen or Terran Armstead down to Miami, um, you get two or three of those offensive linemen and you, get, you go out and draft Brees Hall with a 29th pick uh, you know, I can see Miami, because they've got a lot of talent on defense. Um, I could see that team turning things around pretty quickly uh, in the AFC East. What about this? What about this, Baldy? Because uh, they were a team I was going to ask you
0: about. What about Lakin and Tomlinson? And then instead of going crazy for Ryan Jensen at the end of his career for 12 or $13 million and winning a bidding war with Tampa, why don't you go get Bradley Bozeman from the Baltimore Ravens who snapped to Tua at Alabama and could play guard and center? And then why don't you go get Pat Ricard? Because when Mike McDaniel was with Kyle Shanahan in yeah. San Francisco, one of the first moves they made was yeah. making Kyle check the highest paid fullback at the time in the history of the NFL. They took him from the Baltimore Ravens. Pat Ricard's 300 pounds.
1: Yeah. Does all the same
0: stuff. And he's up. Why wouldn't you go and do that?
1: Well, that would make a lot of sense, Jason. I mean, you've thought you've given that a little bit more thought than I did. Uh, no no
0: I mean I wasn't trying to like one up no, you or anything no, no, but no, I'm understand. just saying no, like I know that those, know those, that those are the problem areas like and that would be cheaper you know what I mean than having to get arm you know giving Armstead Trent Williams money or or making Ryan Jensen the highest paid center in the history of the game
1: well I'm a big Ter- Terran Armstead fan I don't think there he's I don't think anybody like him is in this mm-hmm. draft mm-hmm. Um, I I know that the left tackle I mean if you just you know, you just left San Francisco and watched Trent Williams the last two years play left tackle for you. You need somebody that athletic on the backside of these runs, getting to the second level. I mean, that's what Terran Armstead is. And so uh, I wouldn't mind overpaying for, you know, if you got to overpay for Terran Armstead and you get Lake and Thomason, you got your left side, yeah. you know, just the way you had with Thomason and and uh, Trent Williams in San Francisco. And if you want to add Patrick Ricard, which I think is a great signing, they're going to be a two-back offense, like they were in San Francisco, like they have been in Atlanta and Cleveland. Every place that Mike has been, that would make a lot of sense, and it'd go a long ways to starting to build uh, this offense the way I think a real smart guy, Mike McDaniel, wants to yep. build it. And uh,
0: Raheem Mostert also on the street, he will come cheap after back-to-back injuries. And yeah, you I worry about durability, Mostert. but he's six months from surgery, right? I mean, why why would why would you not go take a flyer on him?
1: Well, I I mean, he's the one that found Raheem Mostert. Right. Um, you know, I mean, he would, he was bouncing around the league pretty good until he got to San Francisco and then found a home in in that particular offense. So, those guys make a lot of sense to me. Uh Baldy, before we get out of here, uh we we have returned
0: from the combine in Indianapolis. Uh Jordan Davis. That was some yeah. unique big man stuff. Uh any takeaways for you from uh the scouting combine?
1: Well, I mean, look, I understand that if you're, you know, 6'6 and you're 341 pounds and you run a four seven eight forty, that you're going to get and, – and then you just look as fluid as you do. Yeah. Um, I understand you're going to be the toast of Indianapolis, and, and and rightfully so. I mean, that's what it is. But when you watch him play, how many plays are you going to get out of Jordan Davis in a game? I know he's working with Chuck Smith in Atlanta and working on his pass rush, but you don't see a pass rusher. And, I mean, are we looking at Dexter Lawrence here? I mean, because Dexter Lawrence, you know, was a 17th pick yeah. by the Giants. He's got yeah. nine sacks in three years. He's right. a good player. He, he, he's going to play 60% of the snaps. He's not changing the game on Sundays. Right. Like, Is Jordan Davis going to change the game on Sunday? Because if you're going to spend a mid-first-round pick on Jordan Davis... He's got to be more than get, a
0: two-gap run stuffer. Yeah.
1: You have to be more than that. You just have to. And so, I mean, you, you know, you, you can find... I mean, I, I can go get you nose tackle. San Francisco, plug those positions yeah. uh, with D.J. Jones, a variety of guys. Go sign like Brandon Williams for one year. Like, as much as I like – and then if you go, okay, Trayvon Walker. All right. Trayvon Walker, you know, tested really well. He ran a four, five 140, at 272 pounds. Okay. But you go watch him at Georgia. I, I watched the national championship game. I didn't see him make one play. Not one. Mm-hmm. Now, you can see, you know, the offense Alabama ran – kind of takes him out of it, and it does. He didn't make one play, not one. And, you know, you watch him rush the passer, and, you know, he's got length and he's got, you know, he's got a little long arm move. But he's got a – I mean, he's not a ready-made product. I see people taking him with the third pick right now, you know, in these mock drafts. I'm like, I I don't see that. I, I You know, I don't see Aiden Hutchinson when I watch right. Trayvon Walker. I don't see Kayvon Thibodeau. Like, I don't, I don't see that. Do you he's like so, a Jobo more than him, the, the other kid from Michigan? I, I think he's so raw that I, I, I see the suddenness to him. I see the work ethic. I, I see that. But he's so raw. Um, you know, if, if he's lining up a defensive end, you run toss crack. Is, does he know how to even recognize that play? Yeah. Uh, you know, they, there's just so much to some of these guys. Like, I don't see a lot of I, – I mean, I love – I love the corner, all right, in uh, in what you have right there in Sauce. Like Sauce Gardner yeah. is looks like an elite player. All he had to do was run that time run. that he ran, yeah. which was 4-4. Four yeah. four, yeah. And you go, okay, that matches the way that he played at Cincinnati and how he plays the game and his length and size. Like I see that. I see Kyle Hamilton. Um, sure. Sir, I, I see some of the tackles, and I can see yeah. why you get excited. But. And I, you know, and I, you know, I hear you know DJ telling me it's the deepest draft he can remember and the fastest. I, I, I don't know how many guys you're going to plug and play and you're going to get um, some of these performances. Even the wide receivers, like I like Chris Olave, I, I like Garrett Wilson, but are they Justin Jefferson? Right. Are they Jamar Chase? Right. Uh, like I don't see those guys in this draft.
0: Well, we are going to have plenty of time to kick around draft stuff over the next couple of months, but next week surely we'll be focused on the present as when we reconvene. Uh, the first wave of NFL free agency in the trading period will basically uh, be over. The moves will be fast and furious. Uh, they already are. It will continue through oh, next yeah. week, and, and we'll be here to chronicle it for you guys and give you our take on everything going on in the NFL. Please, if you enjoy Baldy's breakdowns, um, follow us rate subscribe review iTunes Spotify uh, the Odyssey app wherever you you get us we thank our friends as Odyssey at Odyssey as always for allowing us to do this you can find me on Twitter at Jason Locket 4 you can find Baldy at Baldy NFL and uh, I look we will have no shortage of things to chew on no. Baldy when uh, when you and I kick it next.
1: We we may be talking about more quarterbacks here. I think we Jason, will. Uh, league years the the official league year starts next Wednesday. We will be taping a show prior to that four um, o'clock opening of the twenty twenty two season. Soft so, opening,
0: I guess. Uh, I guarantee
1: game, yeah. that there will yeah. be plenty to chew, plenty to chew about.
0: Well, I, I I await as always what comes next in this league that never sleeps. And we appreciate you guys listening to Baldy's breakdowns. We'll talk to you next week.